I call it the three G's golfing, grandparenting and gardening. Those that if you guessed one of those three, you will light up like 80% of seniors. So if you ever go, if you ever want to create momentum in a relationship, if, if this, if the things have turned South or sour, talk about being a grandparent, talk about gardening, talk about flowers, talk about, um, uh, golf. Yeah. Any of those things are good, solid things, warm weather, vacations, uh, uh, learning to control the, the, the audience is probably the biggest skill that you can have in sales is c- keeping control of the conversation, whether you're working a lead, or you're working a opportunity, uh, understanding that you are in control unless you relinquish control. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be back, and I have the one and only Joshua Youngs hanging out with me today to talk about all things Medicare, and this guy right here is the owner of the Medicare Peace of Mind Agency, where he single-handedly went and saw thousands of customers jumping in his car, going to the kitchen table, and showing people what hustle looks like, and on top of that, He now has the Medicare machine factory where he wants to provide the blueprint of how to do what he does to reach that 1% level of success. Joshua, thank you for joining me today. How are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me, Eric. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really good intro. It made me fired up, so I'm ready to go now. (laughs) That's awesome. That's what I want. I want want to get the blood pumping and get us excited because this show is uh, one of my favorite things to do in the industry. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about is now that you are creating this new focus on providing this blueprint, the Medicare Machine Factory, the thing that I love about what you did is, in my opinion, and not everybody has to go your route, but I think you probably did one of the best routes to move into an agency model because you built a foundation first. You were personally selling. You were showing that you have a a, a replicatable process. Uh, you built up a nice residual income, and now that you have that to sustain everything you want to do, you can move into teaching agents how to uh, basically replicate what you've done. So kudos to that, my friend. I wanted to get a little bit of insight, though. As somebody, myself, who prefers selling over the phone, you know, uh, seeing how you travel, seeing how you set your appointments, and you were, you were very diligent about making sure you had so many appointments per day, no matter what the distance was, I've, I follow you, so I see all the tra- all the trips you're making in your car and uh, and the pictures you're taking. Like, what is it though that keeps you doing the face to face versus the over selling over the phone? Well, it, for me, this is a people and relationship business. And um, when when I was mentored into this industry, I was taught that the power of Medicare is really the residual income. And it, it, so I, I was I've never been focused on first year commission. Um, for me, I, I basically consider it where the first year commission at this point, I don't own it. The agency owns it. We need to reinvest it back into the agency. And the sooner you can create some kind of equation in the beginning, it might be 60, 40, 50, 50, whatever. Um, but if, if you're pillaging all the money out of your, your business up front, I think that'll, that'll handicap you. But yeah, no, I, 
Um, I like the face-to-face model because I like the relationships. I feel like I build stronger bonds with these people. And in essence, there's a huge core of my book of business at this point that's, I don't want to call it unmovable because everybody's replaceable if you get lackadaisical and you stop performing and you stop delivering and all that stuff. However, um, I've in essence reached a point where um, and to use visualizations and analogies, my lake's full. Um, I still have an inlet that's going to, the, 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 I still have tons of referrals. So I get uh, on average probably two to four referrals a day this time of year. Um, in fact, right before we did the podcast, somebody called me and said, hey, I got your name from blank. Uh, I need help. I'm turning 65 in March. I just got my Medicare card, which is basically the ball is on the tee. Can you hit it? And so I tried to schedule an appointment. But instead, I said, well, I've got 12 minutes before I'm supposed to be on this podcast. How about we knock it out right now? So we went through the recording. We did the disclaimer. I sent her the scope and we did a Humana application. So shout out to Humana. Uh, We did a Humana application this morning. So I've already got a T65 under my belt that I wasn't even planning on. So um, that's the power of the machine. Right. And that's the uh, why I like the face to face. Now, I am. Um, about to transition into helping some people do phone, uh, the, the face-to-face and phone, the, the concepts and everything are the same. The face-to-face model is a slower, more romantic type of thing. I, I think of like, um, if you're doing business over the phone, it's more like speed dating. And just understand if you're doing things over the phone, you have to do things twice as well, twice as hard, because w- the one thing I've learned is you will learn that you will lose the client the same way you gained the client. So if you met them face-to-face, the likelihood that you will lose them to someone over the phone is very low as long as you properly train them to hang up on people. (laughs) People on the phone cannot do an app if they just get hung up on. Okay? Yeah. So I can train my clients to deflect 97% of the competition because, frankly, most agents at this point have gotten lazy because of COVID. And so for me, I doubled down all wherever the fish are swimming, wherever the school of agents is swimming. I'm going the opposite direction on purpose because I know the opportunity lies where everybody else is not. Yeah. So those that are just follow, if you're just following around people, if you're trying to copy what I'm doing, trust me, if you're copying what I'm doing, you're at least 12 steps behind me. Because if you think I'm just sitting where I'm at doing what I'm doing, you're crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, for me, Eric, I think the face to face model offers higher retention rates higher referral rates, higher crossover sales opportunities. Um, and for those reasons, I like the face-to-face model. Is, is there some attractiveness to phone? Yes, uh, depending on the lifestyle you want to live. So I live a family lifestyle. Eventually, like for now, I'm transitioning where I'm in a, in a maintain. I'm going to maintain my lake now. I'm going to help my sons get into the business, at least one of them, maybe, not, maybe both of them. We'll see if, it, if Dylan comes back. Um, but in that regard, I also have a team of agents and we have a system that's proven that if you follow the system to a T to the letter, you don't ask questions. You just do uh, Lori and our team. We just were at the Humana awards last night for Colorado. Uh, Lori in her rookie year is in the top 20 of all Humana agents in the state. So that's, awesome. uh, if that's not the ev- top one product, top one 1% production, uh, comes from a duplicatable proven system. And, and so I, I don't have the only system out there. There's plenty of other systems that work effectively. The key is to find one that you relate to, that you can absorb, that you can then modify to make your own. Right. Yeah. And, and ultimately, that's one thing that I've always uh, coached agents on is that there, with all the systems that are out there, 
many of them work and work very well, but they only work if you work them. So that's one of the things that I've that that I hear resonate with so many people because uh, you know you can chase that uh, you know the, the, the little silver ball all over the place anytime any shiny new object comes about you know you can go and, and see what it's all about but those those types of things and that type of mentality will not ultimately lead you to success it's 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 really just sitting settling down with something and working at it diligently for a period of time so that you can start seeing that success one of the things that uh, I saw you post and I took a screenshot of it because I, I I liked what you said here. You were you said you know someone might be able to outgrind me, outwork me, outsell me, outdo me, outsmart me, outmuscle me. But one one thing is absolutely true: no one is going to out uh, the one thing nobody will never accomplish is to out me me. So the reason that hits for me is because I really think that so many agents get handicapped by looking at the success that a Joshua Young's has or other high level agents in the industry who post their ads online. And instead of being um, inspired by it, they, they, they feel down about it. So the reason I like that post you made is because really what you're saying here is, is like, hey, whatever everyone else is doing, who cares? The only thing that matters is what am I doing every day? What am I doing to better myself? What am I doing to advance my career? What am I doing to make the life that I want to make? And, you know, again, one thing that you've modeled very clearly is that regardless of what anyone else is doing or how they're doing it, you found a way that you you can achieve the success you want and you went after it. And so I love that you made that post, but I want to understand better what inspired you to make it. Well, the the opportunity for duplication is really what everybody, I mean, if, if someone shows up at the Thrive event with you and Josh, or if someone shows up at one of my boot camps, or someone shows up at a training, what are they really seeking? What what, in their mind, what they're trying to do is they're trying to find a shortcut that they can copy, that they can hack, that they can do, that they can, they can find. And in, in reality, um, the, the, the shortcuts aren't there. The shortcut is, is that you have to be the one. And the, I, I've never done like a Tough mutter or a, a triathlon or any of those kind of things, but I can put myself in the mindset as though I was. And so I, I would envision, so I, I don't know if there's anybody out there, but if you've ever done one of those, I would envision that during the race, you are not focused on anyone around you. You, you are focused on the task at hand in front of you. You are focused on the goal at the end that we want to finish the race and what time or whatever those things are. You're, you're racing the clock. You're racing yourself. You're racing your friend, maybe. Um, and that's what you want. You want some running mates. Absolutely. You need to find some people that are at the same development level that you are and in essence, have a race to the next levels because that'll help you develop faster. It'll help them develop faster. And so that that would be one hack that I would start with is it's OK to have competition, but find some healthy competition with people that are at the same level. You don't. You don't want to compete with an Eric Fierro and a Joshua Youngs out the gate if this is your first year. Now, it's good to aspire to those levels, but you really should be competing with someone else that's in their first year and, and crush all of those and try to be rookie of the year first year. Don't try to be top agent of the country first year. Now, you have to have the mindset that I want to be the top, but also have the humility to understand that you need to find someone in that top 1% that you align with, with values and thought processes, because there, there's a ton of people in the top and they all have different personalities. They all have different purposes. Some people hate me, hate my guts. I'm sure there's plenty of them. And whenever I find them, I block them and I, I never think about them again. 
and, and I encourage you to do the same thing because I also put a post up the other day about being triggered, but that that comes back to being me. And now I've, I've, I've learned and I, they call it maturity. I just call it experience and learning um, who I am over time and slowly, but surely um, the farther you get to the top, they say it's lonely at the top. Well, it is because it has to be in order for you to get to the top because most people don't have the right mindset. Most people have that, what you were saying, the oppressive mindset, like, Oh gosh, he's putting that up the numbers up to, to make me feel bad about myself. No, well, I'm putting those numbers up to show you what's possible in a short period of time. If you just get a chance and, and, and I am a firm believer in second, third and fourth and fifth and sixth chances. I've gotten all those my whole life. Uh, maybe when I shouldn't have several times. And so if, if, if you're an agent and you're struggling right now, find someone you can align with. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean you have to move up lines. Uh, you don't have to do any of, the, any of that stuff. You, but you, what you need to do is make all those business decisions wisely. And if you don't know, ask somebody. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, the way I've seen most new people ask something is either with an open or, or anonymous post into one of these big groups. And I'll tell you, that's the worst way to do that. What, here's, here's my recommendation for anyone looking for advice on a new upline or anything else. Go to each one of these groups. Find the admins of each of these Medicare groups and go to them and ask them, because trust me, all of these groups are a funnel of some way, shape or form to funnel either recruits in or people to business or other things. And so skip the bottom of the funnel, go to the top of the funnel, find out what the opportunity is, find out what the value proposition is from the top, not from the group, find out from the top. And then verify stuff that you get from the top with some of the quality people in the group that you would trust. But just blindly throwing that out. I mean, you're yelling out in the courtyard with a bunch of people that are unqualified. Think about it. Who has time to sit there and respond to posts in these Facebook groups? Either the owner of the groups, but who in the top 1% sitting around waiting to reply? Right. The ones who if I have time have and I do. see one. Yeah. I, like they said, what, what, what are you doing? And so, uh, yeah, I, the, the post was be you understand that you, whoever you are, me, I offer a unique combination of skills and personality and charisma and all those things. You have all those things too. And just understand that a very small percentage of you and your personality and how you believe and all that very full, small percentage is like ingrained genetically. Most of it is programming. You've either received or allowed to be programmed into you. And you can reprogram that anytime. And so if you want to take the mindset of I'm going to be the best Medicare agent in the country, I had this lady call me after my last boot camp and she goes, I want to be the top Korean agent in the country. That's that that's what I like to hear, right? That that's the mentality you have to have. But it, it's not, she didn't say I am, she says I want to become, right? And having that student mindset, that, that changes everything. Because I went through a period of arrogance in the beginning, Eric, where um it, most things in my life have been uh, ridiculously easy for me. So I, I, I don't know what it is. Blessed by God, whatever you believe in, um, natural skill sets, those kind of things. And so for me, um, I, I got real arrogant about it in the beginning because um, me not trying, literally, I can, I, can, I can roll out of bed and try not to do applications, which I did in January and still did over 30. Like seriously trying not to write apps. Like I'm, trying to stop and I can't because the machine I built is so strong that I can't stop it. So uh, it, you can do that too, but you have to have a vision in your mind of where the destination is. Cause if you don't, you can't stay disciplined in the direction you need to go because there's going to be storms. There's going to be 
pitfalls. You're going to get flat tires. You're going to get a whole litany of different things that are going to be a barrier to your success unless you look at them instead of a barrier. Instead, you look at them like an opportunity because yeah. every barrier is an opportunity to learn and grow and get better. And then next time you, when you'll be prepared, you won't go do that. So uh, yeah, be you. That, I guess that was the five minute version of be you, Eric. <laughs> I love it though. I love it because there's a lot of great wisdom, not only from, well, mainly from what you've learned in your own experience. I think that's, you know, humility is something that is extremely attractive to people when they can see somebody who is successful, you know, say, listen, I've, I haven't had it all figured out the whole time. I've had to, you know, learn different things. I've had to grow in different ways. And, you know, sometimes it's done through experience. And so I, I love the answer. And I think that, um, you know, what I want to kind of segue into is, you know, with all the success you've had as an independent agent, what is it? And at what point were you starting to think, I want to start helping other agents to replicate what I do? I've always had a coach's heart. I love coaching. I love coaching kids. I love coaching basketball, I love coaching sports. I love, I love doing all those things. Um, in fact, it's in my background, but you have to blacked out uh, the trophies from when my uh, oldest son was in basketball in middle school. I coached two, two, two of his teams and we won a championship one of the years against all odds. We, we, like, we shouldn't have won. Um, so I, I, I love coaching. Um, I had to make a decision. So I, I was very jaded when I left uh, my last up. When I my first got into the career, I kind of came backwards from most agents or really I uh, have more skills than the average agent because I started out on the FMO side as a secretary and I worked my way up to a sales director, recruiter, that kind of thing. So I, in essence, if you think of a restaurant, I, I got experience in every position of the house before I hit the field. And so I have unique sets of skills because of that. In essence, I got my PhD in how to run an agency before I hit the field. And so I, I do things differently, but yet you, you want to find those things that, that you can duplicate. So yeah. keep it simple for yourself. Don't overcomplicate. Um, like I said, in the beginning, I, I, had a, I didn't have a big budget. And so I bought three shirt, three pre polos with my logo on it. I bought two hats, a black and a white one or black and a red one, something like that. And then I, I just rotated those out. And I, I got that mentality as a kid. I grew up very poor. And there was a couple of years there where I had like two pairs of pants and three shirts. And I had to round robin those to make myself feel like I had a new outfit each day. Right. Yeah. And so um, it's OK. But the, the power of branding and the power of wearing the same thing every time is like it, it, it's a powerful effect. I can, in essence, if I want to disappear, all I have to do is dress normally. <laughs> You being a good point because somebody is like, I didn't recognize that was you when you took your hat off. Right, 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 right. It's so um, it, it's it's so powerful that, um, yeah, that that's the power of branding. It's it's not that uh, I get tons of leads because of it, but subliminally it's been planted over time that people expect a certain thing when they see this, right? Yeah. And so I, yeah, that that's part of me being true to the the true north and the vision that I had. Um, that was, I'm going to be different and I'm going to provide an experience because what I, what I went to is I went through, okay, how can I analyze other businesses and copy what they do? So you know, what's, what's one good thing that businesses that grow really fast do? Well, they build a good core of fanatics, like a restaurant will have regulars and regulars really keep the restaurant alive. Mm -hmm. They would not survive without the core rest. In essence, for us, that's our residuals. Yep. Okay. And so you have to think of that concept. 
how do I keep the regulars coming back? Because the regulars don't keep coming back unless it's a very consistent, persistent experience. It, it never wavers. And eventually what happens is once they trust that the experience is unique, that they can count on it, that they can trust it, all of a sudden what happens is they're going to start taking the risk because if you didn't understand how giving a referral, that's a risk for your client. Because if yeah. you do something to screw it up or you piss them off or whatever, then they're going to come back to that person. And instead of saying thank you, they're going to be like F you, right? And so it's it's the opposite. you, you got to understand it's a teeter-totter. And your job is to find where the balance points are to maintain relationships. And so some relationships you can maintain with one touch a year. Some touch, some require monthly touches. You, you, you've got to learn what those intervals are and figure out a way to put into your system something that catches all of them. So if, if you have some of them that, that can do one touch point a year and some of them need one touch point a month, well, then you would want to err on the side of the one a month. And so figure out a way to have one postcard a month, one email a month, one letter a month, one something, one phone call. Trust me, the power of making one phone call, we call them quarterly phone calls in my office. And the cool part is, is now I'm transitioning back into where my focus is maintaining my book. Yeah. And so my customers don't know it yet, but I'm on this campaign where it's going to be me making the next quarter's phone calls. And so I'm, I'm in this I'm in this point now where I'm reconnecting and I'm reinvigorating my fanatics. And when I reinvigorate my fanatics, what happens is they remember all the reasons why they love sending people to me. And they remember all the training I gave them on how to send people to me. And all of a sudden, this every time I do these kind of things, this wave of stuff keeps flying on in, right? Keeps flying on in and it looks like free activity. But I've paid my dues by planting the seed, by going back and watering the seed, by going back and fighting off the weeds and the birds and the bugs and the buzzards and the everything else. And you've got to understand You've got to know in the beginning, you can't maintain a big garden. So I, I love growing gardens, but the first time I did a garden, I thought I was going to do this like 20 by 20 foot garden. And I'll tell you what, that's a lot more of a full-time job than you think. There's a reason that gardening is part of retirement. I call it the three G's, golfing, grandparenting, and gardening. Those, the, If you guessed one of those three, you will light up like 80% of seniors. So if you ever go, if you ever want to create momentum in a relationship, if, if, this, if the things have turned south or sour, talk about, being a grandparent, talk about gardening, talk about flowers, talk about um, uh, golf. Yeah, Any of those things are good, solid things. Warm weather, vacations. Uh, uh, learning to control the, the, the audience is probably the biggest skill that you can have in sales is keeping control of the conversation. Whether you're working a lead, whether you're working an opportunity, uh, understanding that you are in control unless you relinquish control. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. The, yeah, that's not, you're pretty good at getting me to rant. So. Uh, that, that's what I do. You know, I, I like people to open up and you're, you're just, you're just spilling out all your guts. So the audience is loving it and they're getting a lot from this because you know, what you just talked about in terms of client retention is such a powerful thing. So many agents are just so hard pressed to get more new clients in the door and, and don't get me wrong. You do always need to be getting new clients to help replace because uh, clients are going to die out of, you know, clients are going to die. Clients might leave for other reasons. But the thing that agents do not focus on, and this is on the majority of agents do not focus on retention. They just kind of get used to the fact that, well, I wrote them on this plan. They, they're going to need the plan. So they're probably not going to leave the plan. And they kind of just sit back and, and, and let it ride. And they don't ever touch 
point with their with their clients, especially not multiple times a year. So, you know, I think that's where I've really come in with, you know, you say, hey, we have systems that can help you with this. Like maybe you, especially if you're a one man show, you need a system that can help you with being able to touch point with people more often, whether it be your clients or your leads so that you can make the most out of all of it. And uh, and that's really one of the things that I try to really harp on a lot is client retention, client retention, client retention. So you um, you started up this Medicare machine factory because you wanted to basically show all these values, techniques, tricks, tips uh, and processes and and so give us like give us more of a lowdown like the, what is the well, Medicare machine factory? Well, let's talk about what it's not. Okay, it's it's not a recruiting machine. What it is, it's it's my. I don't want to build a huge team in hierarchy. What I want to have is a Spartan Warrior team that everybody wants to get on, but nobody gets to be on. Because really, at this point, unless uh, unless my model proves ineffective, uh, we're going to be known for. Uh, in essence, you have to be new to join. Because for me to have the vision of the Medicare Machine Factory in, it, it reach its full potential, I have to have complete neutrality across all uplines, across all entities, so that I can impact a much greater good. And what I, my goal is to be known as the, great, the greatest Medicare trainer in the country. And I want to help all agents of all uplines in all fashions. But what I've learned is um, I perform better and people show up and listen better when, I, when there's money involved. And so um, in order for me to make the transition out of the field and into developing my team and maintaining my book and then making an impact on the industry, um, that, the Medicare Machine Factory is designed to develop a top 20% talent in the top 1%. And so if you aren't yet to top 20%, um, then you want to plug in to some of the stuff we have that helps you get to the top 20% first. Yeah. Uh, but, but really... Um, some of the more intensive stuff of the, of the machine factory is going to be about developing the, the, the agent that plateaus at 200 or 300 apps a year and helping them identify inefficiencies and ineffectiveness and or new opportunities or ideas to maybe um, double or triple what they're doing. And so if you're doing two, I can take you to six. If you're doing four, I can take you to 12 if you really wanted to. The question is, what are you willing to sacrifice? Um to get to get more, you got to give up more. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wherever the line is, that's where most agents fail. Is a little bit of success. It's really easy at 100k, 200k, wherever your line in your mind was. Once you get there, it's really easy to stop. Versus setting a new target and starting a new, because um, it is a tiresome process to be machine-like. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the mindset, starts with the mentality, and then you have to have a system to follow. And then you have to have a way that you make that system your own and make it unique. And you have to create a unique experience so that when the customer is done with you, they go, holy cow, what, what did I just work? Was that an insurance agent I just talked to? <laughs> if I want it to feel like, in essence, what, what I would recommend you do is um, somehow, some way, uh, watch a video on or pretend if you're high enough income, go shop for a Bentley, go shop for a Ferrari. Go into one of those dealerships and see how the concierge service feels and then try to create an analogy of how can I how can I have that level of service in what I do? Because if you start treating people like royalty, there will be an obligation to reciprocate. So that, that's one of my key core concepts I'll be training on this year is the obligation of reciprocation and, and the reciprocation obligation that occurs when you do things correctly and you start just giving value without expectation and you start learning how to hack in essence, human relationships. 
And um, that's how you develop over time an unstoppable, unpenetrable book. Like I said, for me, um, I love my clients and that it's genuine from my heart and they know it. So if, if you see the messages, if you see the warmth, if you see it, it's like hugs and stuff when I'm with my clients, it's not handshakes. I mean, for a while it is right. Um, but eventually something will bond you with them if you stay on top of things and you keep following up and you keep doing things. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's an opportunity for you to focus on something. The Medicare machine factory offers everything from front side, new year, everything to, I, I know it all. I've been in the business 20 years. I promise if you sit in the room with me, um, you'll teach me a few things and I'll teach you a few things. So that's just the nature of, of this business. Cause we all do things a little bit differently. We all think about things a little bit differently. Um, I try to, uh, stay ahead of everybody if I can. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying in essence, if you, if you can't tell, I go around and I just try to, I don't, I don't really hold anything back. I don't, I'm like, in essence, I just gave, uh, a, a, a tenth of the training away for free. Right. Um, <laughs> but the cool part is, uh, that I love about me is unlike a lot of my competition, it's not the same message every time. I literally wing every training. And so everybody gets a very unique experience, just like my clients do. And so I create unique bonds with agents in different ways, with different trainings. And each one, I promise, that's why I say you're going to regret not going to this one because there's never going to be another one like it again. Even if I do the same thing again, it'll never be the same one. It'll be, it'll, it'll just keep evolving and sometimes I can't duplicate the magic I had. Right. And so that's why I try to get them recorded and do other things. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got to have a vision of who you're supposed to become and what you're going to become. Um, otherwise uh, what are you doing? You're kind of like swimming around in the dark in the ocean and that's a good way to drown. Well, a, a good thing for agents who are going to be attending some of the conferences this year, you're going to actually have um, a little bit. Of, you're going to give them a little taste of what the Medicare Machine Factory is uh, when you go to Medicare Con and when you go to the Six Figure Summit as well. You're going to be able to go and show them a little bit of that so that uh, as people are getting the more and more of Joshua Young's, they, they're going to want to attend the Medicare Machine Factory. So this is essentially... Um, like a boot camp style, is it not? Yes, it's very much designed to be a boot camp, um, 100%. So, yeah, it, and so let's clarify what a boot camp means. A boot camp means you show up, uh, it's going to be intense, it's going to be a workshop style thing. Uh, the last one was, it ended up being more because I, I had 153 slides, and by the end of day one, we were only through like slide 12. <laughs> so I, had to, I had to throw a modified thing to get through it all. Um, and that's usually what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm always going to try to stuff um, exponentially more value than I probably should in everything. Um, but that, I, again, I, I like to set the expectation really high that if I have to over over promise and over deliver every time, what that forces me to do when I do this, if I give Eric Fierro my entire system on how I do things, that forces me to innovate ahead of him now versus staying stagnant and confident in what I have and then letting other people innovate ahead of me. I force myself into positions to have to innovate ahead of them. So uh, I, I guess, um, you know, for each of you watching or listening to this later on now, et cetera, it's, uh, it's, it's, this is your dance. This, this is your, this is your event. This is your life. This is your business. And so you know, plan those things accordingly and take some time to sit back and go, am I creating a unique member experience or am I just doing what everybody else is doing? Because if you're doing what everybody else is doing and someone like me comes along, trust me when I say, unless you're doing the right thing, like here's here's my mantra, so everybody's clear. 
this is what you should do. If you meet somebody else and they, they have an agent already, you need to ask them a couple of questions. When's the last time you heard from that agent? Why do they call you? And how often do they call you? And if, they, if they're being taken care of properly and they're on a good plan, then you tell them, good, keep them. They did the thing that they're supposed to do. Here's my card. If they die, retire, or move, call me, right? Tell them what the points of pain are. Train their brain for the later point of pain. If it happens, you want to be the trigger point to be call you. So just set them up for later, plant a bunch of seeds. And what will happen over time is not only will other agents respect you more, and they will also have an obligation of reciprocation, where if they run into one of your clients, you'll have a lower chance of them stealing them back from you, right? So uh, just understand that the, the karma game is real. The tit for tat game is real. And if you think people don't get vindictive and all that kind of stuff, again, it, it, it's just not worth it. So um, that's my advice is be what I call Johnny Appleseed uh, with, with your activity, with your, with your giving, with your business cards. That's my favorite thing to do. Like, uh, on the urinals, on the phone booth, on the bus stop. Wherever I'm at, if I'm in an area that I know seniors are going to be around, somehow mysteriously some cards will fall out of my pocket. Some, <laughs> and, and if you design your cards correctly, some amazing things will happen. Yeah. So some amazing things like uh, I get three or five calls a year that people say they found my ID and it's my business card. Okay. So if you design those things with enough thoughtfulness, you can create momentum. I want to ask one last thing before we wrap up because we, we, we can keep going, obviously, like you, you definitely are willing to continue to provide the goods. But the last thing I want to ask is this. You focused initially mainly on selling Medicare products, right? You have a lot of agents that will come into the marketplace as a new agent and they'll try to sell multiple things right off the jump. And I think to their detriment, you know, they're, they, they, they have a lot more trouble gaining traction because of it. Now, maybe you might disagree, but I feel like looking at your blueprint that you've had, you wanted to focus mainly on one product first and eventually well, I think, expand I, I think you need to focus on a channel and the two channels are the two licenses you have to have health or life. And so if you're in the health channel, if you're in the Medicare channel, your focus should be Medicare, it should be hospital indemnity, it should be critical illness, it should be dental vision, hearing, and then you should have a referral partner or somebody who's going to teach you how to do the, how to identify the life, the annuity, the other stuff. And then you, in essence, rely on someone else for a while to get a piece of the action because that's, that money is easier to split with agents than Medicare money is. So you can do, you can do commission splitting and other stuff with those kind of things. And so uh, I, I would pick a channel life or Medicare, get really good at that channel because what you need is a fallback. So when, when you add the new channel, you have to have the fallback of residual income or the ability to go, oh, I can do a Medicare lead drop anytime and I can generate revenue or I can do a life insurance drop anytime and I can generate revenue if you're a life agent. Um, but yeah, I would, I would pick a lane life for Medicare. And then once you're good at one or if you completely just hate one, then pivot and switch to the other or add the other when it's appropriate time. But you have to understand in order to add the other, it's like having two pitchers. You can only focus on one pitcher at a time. So pick a ball and hit a ball and then you can switch pitchers again. Got you. Perfect. Perfect. Cause I think that happens a lot. What would you tell the agent who, when you tell them to get a referral partner, cause it's something that I suggest all the time in the beginning, get a referral partner. I don't want to give up the commission. Like I could write that. That could be all mine. What would you say to those agents who think that way? Like, What do you mean? Have like a commission to split with a referral partner? 
not wanting to split the commission because they're just well, like, well, if I know how to how to find it, then why don't I just take care of it instead of referring it out? Here's what I would say: uh, if, if, if you should treat everybody like family, like you're like you're, you're helping your own parent, your own mom, or whatever, your own family member, and 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 be honest about yourself. If you're not an A plus in whatever you're going to offer, then you really owe it to whoever you're helping and caring about that they should at least talk to an A plus. And if you want A plus is time and expertise then you should understand that you are also paying a plus to help you because you wouldn't close the deal or maybe you would close the deal, but maybe you'd put them on the wrong plan or maybe you would put them on the wrong price. Or maybe, so just understand there's levels to this. Um, and if you're not an a plus in anything, then you should be relying on somebody who is to make sure that you're not screwing somebody's life up Yeah. because these products that we are, this isn't like a TV that they just return and the problem's over. Like some of these people could be stuck on a type of insurance that you put them on for the rest of the year or uh, you know, there should be some cataclysmic, catastrophic consequences for the advice that you give. And so you need to take responsibility of that and understand that half of something is better than zero percent of nothing. Because if you do the wrong thing and you don't do it right, all you're going to get is a charge back anyway. And so all that money that you thought you had, they're going to take back. So just let a proper professional handle it. And if you want to learn tell that professional what kind of relationship you want to have. I promise you there's going to be some kind of sliding scale. Like if you want me to do all the work, I keep 60, you get 40, I get 70, you get 30, whatever those numbers are, they work out with you. If, if the more work you do and the more involved you are in learning, like, trust me, they would much rather you learn to fish than just bring them fish. Yeah. So love it. That's a yeah. great answer. That's a great, great answer. I love that. A plus. If you're not A plus at something, you should be referring it to someone. Treat people like family because those clients, they trust us as professionals. And too often, um, people who aren't trained well enough are making wrong decisions for those clients. And then it will not only affect them, it will eventually affect you. So that's great advice, Joshua. Um, listen, like I said we could keep going, but we're running up on 40 yeah, no, minutes. I, I got to run. I got to get to Colorado Springs for my for next appointment. <laughs> I appreciate um, you being on yeah. my friend. I know that a lot of people are going to get great, great wisdom from this interview. And again, check him out. He's going to be at Medicare con at the six figure summit. Uh, and also oh, you keep an eye on him, follow him on Facebook because he'll start uh, talking about the Medicare machine factory in the next upcoming dates. Do you already have an upcoming date for Yeah, yeah There's one this month. So I got an in-person, this is designed. It's called a launch relaunch bootcamp. So whether you're brand new or whether you are in plateau or you can't get going, um, it's February 21st, 24th. It'd be mmfactory.pro slash new agent bootcamp. Okay. mmfactory.pro slash new agent bootcamp. There's limited spots at this point. Um, I may scale it back. I was going to do 40 spots, but I, I may cut it back to 20. And, and I've got my team coming. So there's probably only a couple of spots left. Um, people have been afraid of the price. It's $1,000. I actually lowered it from $1,600. I I'll tell you, this is four days of intensive training with me, eight hours a day. You also get an opportunity to be at one of, we're doing live seminars, educational seminars all that week. So everyone that goes will have an opportunity to attend a live seminar and see how we do the T65 seminar game. Hey. The, the, the value of this thing is 50K plus, but yeah. I, I'm not out to make a crap ton of money on this, but if you're going to show up, uh, I'm not going to like pay for you to show up. So I at least need to cover my costs for four days of my time. Like technically I'm, I'm very undervaluing this. If I'm looking at what is 40 hours of my time worth, um, it's not a thousand dollars. It's more like $40,000 at least. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate the time. I got to run. I hope everybody has a great day. If there's anything I can do, add me on whatever fa Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. I am not a, a hard person to approach. I'll give you help. 
um, to just try to do half the work before you get to me. Uh, in essence, if you're drowning, swim halfway. So don't just go, oh, what do I do? Say, okay, this is the situation. Here's what the research I've done and what I think. Is this right? So if you're just asking me to do it for you, that's the wrong way to ask someone to help you. What you want to do is say, this is what I've done so far. Is it correct? And that's a much different approach, and you should do that. So Love it. Love it. Joshua Youngs, you are the man. Thanks again so much. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. We will see you on the next video. Take care.